Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. It's time for the upswing on WTMJ, showcasing businesses, entrepreneurs, and community leaders throughout the great state of Wisconsin. Here's your host, Jeff Sherman. Hello and happy Wednesday. True proof that there is nothing constant but change. The great Wisconsin weather continues. But you know, there's also a ton of change in the business world and creativity. Each and every day, it's happening. Creativity never really gets its due, right? It's everywhere, and it's a part of every business. Today's guests are Corey Ampey and Adam Bratz. Corey's the president of Campy and Company and United Ad Workers. And Adam is the president of Imagine MKE. But to open the show, Debbie Lazica did a great feature on technology and creativity trends with cars. And with the Milwaukee Auto Show at the Baird Center through Sunday, let's take a listen to this feature to tip us off in the right way with creativity and technology. Every year we get a new batch of brand new, some concept, some way out there cars all at the Milwaukee International Auto Show. This year is no different, but I wanted to get a closer look at some of the new technology trends we may be seeing in the near future. Senior editor at Auto Trader Jason Fogelson says there's all sorts of new technology integrating with cars now, and some of the most impressive have to do with driver safety. That is one of the main reasons to look at a new car over an older car, uh, is because safety features get more and more ingrained in vehicles and become more common. Protecting you from the outside world to watching how you're driving your car, it's all becoming part of the driving experience. My favorite safety feature is forward emergency braking. And what this does, it uses a sensor in the front of the car to detect obstacles in your path. And if you don't brake in time, the car will brake for you. And it may not help you avoid an accident, but it'll certainly lower your speed and mitigate that. Even if you aren't paying close enough attention, your car can help save you. Sales associate at our partners at Hall Mazda in Brookfield, Brandon Schmidt, says Mazda is starting to introduce another feature. It'll have unresponsive driver support if it recognizes that you are deviating lanes, you know, or things like that just due to, like, say, a heart attack. It'll bring the vehicle to a stop and it'll turn the vehicle off, turn on your hazards, and call the EMS for you so you get the proper care. So you can rest easy knowing that if anything happens, your car's got your back. Driving a car nowadays is more than just sitting and waiting until you get to your destination. It can also be a productive time, as long as you're being safe about it. AI is jumping into the arena with this. It'll allow you to integrate your smartphone seamlessly, devices, iPads, etc. You can order things from a shopping list while you're driving. If you forget something and need a reminder when you get home, you can do all that kind of stuff too. And it goes beyond just updating your grocery list. How about getting around? Fogelson says it should be seamless. You're already seeing it happen. Uh, there's Google AI in some vehicles now, and it can do things like predict where you're headed based on where you've been before. So your navigation system becomes a partner with you and where you want to go. Um, there, there are a lot of uh, intersections between tech companies and car companies. Uh, we're going to see that more and more and more. And you know, your handheld device, your smartphone, uh, becomes part of the experience of driving your car. A little creepy if it guesses where you're headed, but it's kind of cool too. 
Rest assured, there'll be plenty more bells and whistles where that came from. Tune in tomorrow for part two, where I go over the latest in EV technology. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Tomorrow's show is all about the future of everything in the state of Wisconsin. So tune in for part two. We'll re-listen tomorrow. But today, it's about creativity and business. Coming up tomorrow is kind of the Super Bowl, maybe the Oscars, of southeastern Wisconsin's advertising and marketing world. The United Ad Workers present the 99, which takes place tomorrow at the Milwaukee Art Museum, or at the Milwaukee Public Museum. I'm, I'm sorry. We'll have a preview of that show, which again is the Super Bowl of advertising in the area. It's amply named the 99 at the museum, and it's going to showcase the best work across various categories, recognizing the region's finest in design, marketing, and creative work. Corey Ampey is going to preview the show for us coming up after the break. And then Adam Bratz. From Imagine MKE is going to join us. Imagine MKE is committed to creating systemic change through the arts and cultural sector with business partnerships recognizing the critical importance to Milwaukee's vibrancy and economic prosperity. Creativity, business, and more coming up next on The Upswing. Welcome back to The Upswing. Today we're talking creativity, award shows, driving business in Wisconsin through marketing, and a whole lot more. Joining us is Corey Ampey from Ampey and & Company and the United Ad Workers. Tomorrow, Corey, you have a big event coming up, right? Yeah, we're almost ready. The room is set. Milwaukee Public Museum is going to be transformed. It's very exciting. All right. Well, give us a little bit of your background to kind of kick us off here. Sure. So I'm from the area. I grew okay. up in Grafton. I'm a proud U- University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee alum. I have a degree in mass communications. I don't think they had an advertising program way back when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, but I always wanted to work in advertising. I loved uh, Angela Bauer. I wanted to be Angela Bauer from Who's the Boss when I was growing <laughs> up. Maybe not with Tony Danza living in my house, but I wanted to, you know, work in advertising. That looks so exciting. But once I you know, got older and started my career. I started in publishing as an associate editor with a trade magazine. Okay. Actually, that company's still around. It's in Tosa. Um, I kind of told myself I couldn't be in advertising. I knew I was creative. I was always told I was a creative person, but I, did, I wasn't artistic. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't draw. I still can't. I can't draw to save my <laughs> life. Uh, I'm terrible with, like, even PowerPoint presentations. I'm not a designer or anything artistic at all. So I thought, oh, this this isn't a line of work that I can be a part of until I lived in Baltimore and kind of met up with someone who owned an ad agency and opened my eyes to the fact that there are a whole lot of different roles and functions that are a part of the process and different people with different areas of specialty that are needed to make that job and that work come to life. And so I got a, a job at an ad agency in Baltimore. Okay. And the rest is history. Um Started my own business about two years ago. Nice. I'm basically like a marketing director for hire. Okay. Um, I work with a lot of services, companies, B2B, um, and nonprofits. Uh, and it's been a pretty exciting roller coaster ride, <laughs> but it's been fun. That's what life should be. Yeah, each absolutely. And every day. Absolutely. So your path to your position with the ad workers, is that 
Is that a volunteer position or just give us kind of the overview of what Milwaukee, of what United Ad Workers is all about? Sure. It was started in 2001 by a group of creative directors who didn't necessarily work together, uh, creative directors and uh, some folks from Myad as well. Okay. And they really wanted some peer to peer inspiration, uh, competition, uh, camaraderie. And so they formed a group where they could get together and inspire one another. Uh, Within two years, I believe, they launched the 99. Um, there's different origin stories of why it's called the 99. But that's our award show that we've got coming up tomorrow. And it recognizes the 99 best creative works that have come out of our area over the last year. And these are submitted by agencies, agencies and creative directors, brands? Yeah, brands, right, in-house marketing teams, okay. um, also production companies, um, freelancers, and students. We have a student category, and our growth of student memberships over the last three years has grown tremendously. And so what what kind of the biggest, most important category? Is there like a best picture? There's a, It's called Best of Show. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, Back in the day, we used to call ourselves uh, the Ad Workers Union. That okay. got a little confusing. People thought we were a real union. We're not. We play softball and bowling and okay. have fun social events. We're not really as serious as a union. But we really hung on to the idea of we're honest, hardworking, and true. And um, along with that theme, the prizes we award twenty five uh, medals. And then best of show, and the medals are oversized cast aluminum nuts, and then the best of show winner gets a giant, very heavy wrench. Nice. And that has been our tradition since the award show started. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to have you back once the event happens to showcase the winners for us, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, but there's we a Hall of that. Fame induction tomorrow as well. Right. Who are the three individuals going into the Ad Workers Hall of Fame? Yeah, we, we this is the Wisconsin Advertising Hall of Fame. It's a separate group, but very intertwined with Ad Workers, and we present their um, induction ceremony during the 99. Okay. Our inductees this year are Brooke Stevens, legendary product designer. Most people know him from designing the Wiener Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, uh, Kurt Runke, who is a beloved and very funny uh, creative director and writer. He worked for Laughlin Constable for 34 years. He now lives in Utah. He did, I think, like all of the work for Nebraska Tourism. Okay. Um, and so he's coming home to be celebrated tomorrow, which is really exciting. And then our third inductee is Frank Ullenberg, Francis Ullenberg. To my knowledge, she's the most awarded art director, female art director in Wisconsin, and probably one of the most awarded art directors, period. Okay. Unfortunately, she passed away, I believe, in 2019. Uh, so she and Brooks will be post, um, you know, they'll be celebrated okay, after right. their okay. lives, but we'll celebrate their careers nice. together. Okay. Lots of legacy in the Wisconsin and southeastern Wisconsin ad agency world for sure yes it's going to be a celebration and it's as competitive as it is our community is extremely supportive and we kind of fuel each other and i think some of that collaboration and competitive spirit is really what drives yeah. a lot of great work collaboration we'll hear that theme as we continue our conversation hopefully you'll stick around and breaths from imagine mkes up next we're going to talk about film credit legislation we're going to talk about your background with veterans and creativity and we're going to talk about how the new downtown master plan comes together with marketing and creativity to power us all forward. All this and much more on The Upswing. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back. This is the Wednesday Upswing. Adam Bratz is the executive director of Imagine MKE. He's an educator, arts advocate, Air Force veteran, professional touring musician, and a whole lot more. So I look at your last name, and it's it, to me it says Bratz. Right. But then right. you're like, no, it's Bratz. So I got to make sure, like, you, <laughs> you, you reminded me it's like multiple rolled sausages. Yeah, m- multiple German sausages is how it's pronounced. Yeah. But I, I, uh, when I was in the military, I gave up on correcting people. My whole last assignment, everybody thought I was Sergeant Bratz. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like on paper. So I appreciate the reminder because it's I'll in my it. head now. I'm like, all right, it's Bratz. It's Bratz. <laughs> so tell us about Imagine MKE. And, and first, you know, take, thank you very much for taking the time to be here. Oh yeah, you bet. My pleasure. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. So, uh, imagine MKE seeks to drive uh, vibrancy and uh, uh, prosperity throughout the greater uh, the greater Milwaukee area um, by supporting, by amplifying, by advancing, and by advocating for our arts, culture, and creative industries. Okay. And how do you kind of specifically kind of work to bring the business community and the arts community together? there's a lot of competing priorities that businesses have you know what can we fund what what don't we fund and kind of what what does that part of your job look like day to day a lot of it falls uh falls to advocacy and awareness and and amplifying uh the stories of our creatives not just uh the work that they do but also how their work impacts our society and our businesses and and our wider culture it's it really falls to to largely education uh, there are folks who consider themselves to not be artistic or creative, uh, but then you ask them a few questions about their daily lives and and what they create and generate in their work and what they uh, ingest media wise throughout the day mm-hmm. and uh, and you know through some pretty light questioning you find out that you know every single person has you know is deeply rooted in the arts and creative uh, industries and. And and the like. Yeah. So when you're raising money for the organization for various mm-hmm. projects and you know endeavors that you're looking to support, you know what what is that? You know, what is that pitch, if you will, to a, a CEO or chief marketing officer at a company? Like, hey, we need you to support the creative endeavors in the state of Wisconsin because why? Right. And. The, this storytelling aspect and being multi, multifaceted with how we tell the story about the impact of the arts is essential, not just for our business or for our organization, but for the arts and culture world at large. Uh, cause there are folks who quote unquote get it when it comes to the, the non quantifiable impact of the arts. Uh, and there are some who, who don't, who need to be told that there are economic outcomes, there are health and safety outcomes, there are societal outcomes. Um, and so if I'm talking to a CEO or a COO or CFO of, of a company and telling them why the arts and culture should matter to their business, uh, that story needs to shift based on what, uh, based on what interests them and what resonates with them. And in many cases, letting them know that uh, a thriving arts and culture sector leads to solving uh, most corporations' number one issue is staffing and, and talent acquisition. If we have a thriving creative economy, uh, then we are able to, in turn, attract and retain young, diverse, professional, creative talent. Without a doubt. And that is the foundational, uh, that is the pillar of like having a, a talent pool of young, diverse professionals 
is what uh, helps build businesses and then also further invites investment and industry to an area. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if we, using Austin as an example, and like Austin isn't obviously, uh, they have their own challenges. It's not a perfect utopia. No no place is. But, you know, they have, they're they're known as a tech hub now, uh, a massive tech hub. Google, Apple, Microsoft all have huge footprints there. But before that, they were an, in, an indie music scene where people, young folks, m- millennials would move sight unseen because they heard it was a good vibe there. Yeah. And then they people, uh, businesses, business owners relocated there because there was young, hungry, creative talent there. And to be able to package and promote all the agencies and all the people working in the marketing world together in something like the Ad Workers event tomorrow, um, Corey, you had a number specifically an economic impact number for the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, actually, in 2021, the Advertising Coalition reported that uh, the total economic impact of advertising in the state of Wisconsin is $149.9 billion. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. You look at all... I'm always amazed at the number of large and small ad agencies and creative shops all across the state of Wisconsin. It's truly, truly impressive. We're going to dive in next into... New film office legislation. Talk about some film credits and business support of the arts in Wisconsin. We're also going to look at what is the importance of spurring creativity on multiple levels. I want to get to Corey and talk more about who won the big award last year. We're back. This is The Upswing. I'm Jeff Sherman. The business of creativity, marketing, film across the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin's currently one of only five states in the country without a film office and one of only 10 without any type of production incentives. And communities across our state are kind of missing out on economic impact because of that. This, This month it was announced that a new bipartisan bill have been proposed to change all of this. If enacted, the provisions of the bill will empower Wisconsin to tap in to the thriving entertainment production market, which showcases all the marketing and advertising firms we've been talking about today, to help spotlight the state's assets to boost tourism, attract and retain businesses and skilled labor, and continue to stimulate the economy. The new bipartisan bill is SB 1026. It proposes the establishment of a state film office and film production tax incentives. Action Wisconsin is the coalition that has been formed to support and power the bill through. It's been authored by three Republicans, right? Um, Armstrong, David Armstrong in Rice Lake, Calvin Callahan in Tomahawk, and along with Senator Julian Bradley from Franklin. Adam, can you talk about the legislation a little bit and what your group is doing to power it forward? Absolutely. So it's important to understand that um, producers of film, uh, there is a baseline expectation for them or a baseline criteria for them to go somewhere and film on location is these incentives, these tax incentives. And if a state does not have tax incentive credits for film production in any way, it's impossible for that state to be competitive in attracting those opportunities. And that's where Wisconsin is and has been for greater than uh, 13, 14 years now. Uh, we were unable to compete, and therefore the opportunities simply do not come here. 
And when a producer decides to film on location and comes to an area, when they roll into town to to film in in a state, <clears throat> they generate massive economic activity in that local area, in that local economy, uh, upwards of up to a quarter million dollars per day. They they hire locally, they rent spaces, they buy permits, they hire security, catering. Yes, and they eat and drink a little bit yeah, too. <laughs> catering, hair, makeup, lighting, lodging. Uh, so it, it spurs a ton of economic activity. <clears throat> it drives job growth uh, throughout the state, infrastructure investment, and then it also brings a ton of attention to to the area uh, and and boosts tourism impact in, in a big way. Yeah. Corey, are you seeing? Is there a direct impact in the agency and marketing world when films come to the state? Uh- so what benefits are my world and my yeah. sphere is the talent pool. And I have lots of friends and, and colleagues who are producers or uh, video effects artists who often have to leave Wisconsin to find work. So if we have more work here, they will stay here. And advertising and marketing leans on those same exact people uh, with those, those same talents to do things like put together a TV commercial or, you know, a campaign on YouTube. It takes the same people that are doing those jobs in a lot of ways. Um, and and having more work here is only going to grow that employment base and that talent pool. Yeah. Obviously, it worked for Montana with Yellowstone, right? So let, let's um, we, we could replicate half of that here. It would be it would be a win. Um, what, uh, what can we do to move this forward, Adam? Uh, lift our voices up, be, be, uh, be outspoken advocates for it, be squeaky wheels, so to speak for, for the whole thing. Uh, it's a, this SB 1026 has garnered a ton of attention, uh, to include some celebrity attention. Mark Ruffalo is on board. He just shared a, a post on his socials last week, okay. uh, in support of the bill, um, the this legislative session is largely behind us. The assembly has adjourned just last week, and the uh, the state senate, I believe, has has another day or two in in March, and then they're done. So uh, a lot of folks have asked, what what is what is the future of this bill? Uh, it's it's it could come in a variety of ways. It could come through the next budget cycle. It come it could come through the next legislative session. The important part is for us to maintain lifting our voices up in support of it throughout this time. And it, it's easy to be disappointed if a bill doesn't uh, doesn't pass the first time that it's proposed and put in front of people. And we had high hopes because it was bipartisan. We had 15 co-sponsors and every, we had all this attention. But had we not done this work now, laid this groundwork uh, it would have been a new concept down the road, like this part that we did now in these last few months and the part that we're going to be doing and advocating for it in the next several months is is absolutely imperative to its future success, which we anticipate. Good. When we come back after the break, we'll uh, we'll showcase where people can go to get some more information for sure. I want to talk about your veterans experience Adam, you know, the, your training, your time in the Air Force, and what you're doing each and every day to, to work with creativity and marketing to continue to support and heal veterans. You're listening to The Upswing. This is WTMJ, and I'm Jeff Sherman. We're back. This is The Upswing. I'm Jeff Sherman. We're talking business of creativity, and we have... Two wonderful guests in studio today, Corey Ampey, 
with United Ad Workers and Adam Bratz with Imagine MKE. Well, have you talk a little bit, Adam, about your veteran experience? You were in the Air Force, yep. and before you took the job, which you've been at Imagine MKE almost almost a year now, correct? Almost a full year. My my one year anniversary is next month. It's it's hard right. to believe. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, so I grew up in Wisconsin, Madison area, studied music my whole life, got my undergrad in music, uh, performed uh, as I played as a professional musician, was okay. a touring musician for a while. And then 2008 happened and the economy became very, very strange. And I was looking for some stability. And that's what brought me to auditioning for uh, the United States Air Force Band. Hmm. Now, a lot of people don't know the military has band program. So I made it in. I went through basic training like everybody else and ended up playing uh, in an Air Force big band, a Glenn Miller style big band performing throughout the country. And after a while, they transitioned me into a rock band playing top 40 cover tunes and uh, throughout Did the country. Did you get to pick your set list? <laughs> uh, kind of. No, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, mostly popular music, but we, we had, there were some great musicians uh, that it was an honor to serve alongside them and, and complete the uh, and complete the mission of our hearts and minds uh, on behalf of the Air Force and our and, and our military. So, and that, wait, so, sorry, you were the the vice president of communications and programming for the Wisconsin Veterans Chamber of Commerce yep. before this current job, correct? correct? And you know, how did that work shape you? And what what did you learn? Kind of the boots on the ground approach there that's translated into raising money for the arts through business support. Mm. Well, it was it was my experiences in the military as a bandsman that that ended up when I got out of the service uh, that drove me towards the Wisconsin Veterans Chamber of Commerce. It's a great organization, and uh, even throughout that, we had opportunities to tie creativity and the arts into our work. There's an annual event the chamber does called Veterans Light Up the Arts. That's a spectacular, uh, a an amalgamation, a combination of veterans, military service members, and various disciplines of the arts. And uh, w- w- with Imagine MKE, we we further advocate for arts therapy programs because we all know that uh, there are veterans who need healing from various forms of trauma uh, as a result of their service. And it's not always solved uh, most effectively by traditional therapy methods and uh, medication. Sometimes people need different ways to heal and not just to cope, but to also reintegrate fully and to thrive and enjoy their poor service life and, and contribute to their societies and, and build a family and a life. Yeah. And so sometimes that takes art therapy, theater therapy. There's a great organization out of Milwaukee called Feast of Crispian that does uh, uh, Shakespeare for veterans and, and helps them heal in, in a big way. Uh, there's music therapy. Guitars for Vets is a great organization out of Milwaukee that does that. And there are there's a mountain of data driven evidence that shows that these non-traditional therapies are some of the most effective ways to help veterans reintegrate and thrive after service. And so obviously very well connected to uh, the creative economy and creative industries, industries and arts and culture that Imagine MKE advocates for on a daily basis. Right. It it all ties together. And obviously, you know. The mental health challenges, the PTSD issues, bringing mm. those together with creativity and the arts, it really, truly helps heal veterans, and that's what it's all about. Absolutely, and there uh, was very proud with Imagine MKE to work alongside Create 
Wisconsin, uh, and their executive director, Ann Katz. Just this last fall, we were in D.C. Uh, speaking with our elective re- elected representatives and working with Americans for the Arts to advocate for budget appropriations through not only the Department of Defense, but also the Department of Veterans Affairs to fund these non-traditional arts and creativity-based therapies, uh, which have uh, thus, far been, thus far been very successful. Okay, coming up next in our final segment, I, we as a community make a lot of these national lists, best arts community, best this, best that. But then there's this rub that we're usually on the bottom of funding for the arts. I want you to both talk about that, see how those align, all this and much more as we conclude our conversation on creativity and marketing and business in Wisconsin. This is The Upswing. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Upswing. We're joined today by two wonderful guests, Corey Ampey from United Ad Workers and Adam Bratz from Imagine MKE. Corey, I wanted to have you touch on all your work you've been doing for the Velar Phillips 100th birthday celebration that's taken place all across the city this year. Can you talk about some of those events? Yeah, and even beyond the city. So I'm a proud member of uh, the Vel Phillips Legacy Initiative Task Force and okay. our group uh, starting in 2020 in response to um, really direct requests after the protests in 2020 uh, to have more representation at the state capitol. Governor Evers uh, said, let's put together a task force um, and we got bipartisan support and the group has been working for three years now to fund and donate a sculpture that will be permanently placed in Madison on the capitol grounds. And the sculpture will be of Val Phillips, which is really exciting. And so through that effort, uh, we realized, so Val's birthday was celebrated just on February 18th. We had a big birthday party. The Milwaukee Art Museum really went all out. They had a free day. There was live music. There was a panel discussion, PBS documentary screening. Uh, we had a press conference. It was an amazing, very full day. And that really kicked off what we're calling the Year of Val Phillips, uh, Mary Lou Canode has helped sort of orchestrate and pull all sorts of parties together who some were planning to celebrate Val and her legacy on their own independently and others hadn't thought of it. And we kind of said, let's all get together and, and do this in unison. So it's been right. it's been very exciting. A wonderful celebration of the first African-American woman elected to statewide office as secretary of state in 1978. So we look forward to that continued celebration and events so I wanted to kind of end the conversation. We often, southeastern Wisconsin, the state of Wisconsin, we make all these lists, right? You know, best arts state in the world or, you know, best arts community ever. I think the latest one was Greater Milwaukee in Waukesha made its debut on the Arts Vibrancy Index, a survey that examines the level of supply and demand, government support of the arts. 900 communities were in this in Milwaukee and Waukesha made the list. But then the talk is usually that we're on the bottom rung of public support for the arts. So how do those two align when we celebrate? And then sometimes we're like, oh, we don't have enough. (laughs) I'm guessing you get that question a lot, Adam. We get that question a lot. Is it, you know, is Milwaukee and is Wisconsin arts vibrant? Uh, Does it have... Uh, amazing artists and artisans and creatives and are amazing things happening here? Or is it that there isn't 
public support. There isn't robust public funding or support. And the answer is both things are true. Uh, Wisconsin ranks uh, 50th in per capita public funding for the arts. Uh, in, in our neck of the woods, uh, Milwaukee County and Milwaukee as a city are last in their respective categories in public and uh, per capita public support of the arts. So we have a dire public funding situation that leads to a lot of challenges and not but. And uh, we have amazing people here that do spectacular work day in and day out. We have an incredible philanthropic community that is that is uh, largely on their own supporting the entire sector. And so we have the good and the bad. It's important for us to, to, to celebrate our wins when we get put on a list like that and talk about, hey, we got great things going on here. But we also need to lift our voices and let people know that the, the public funding uh, issue is a big issue. And could lead to some serious complications in in the near future, because without diversified streams of revenue uh, that public support would bring, in addition to contributed and earned revenue, uh, we leave ourselves vulnerable to market conditions, to recession, to war, to whatever. And uh, all signs point to our, our bubble of creative vibrancy being on the precipice of bursting. We need to we need to we can't sustain this for for. For any, for much longer, and we need public support if we're going to continue to enjoy the amazing, vibrant, beautiful things that our artists and creatives do every day. Well, celebrating all things marketing, advertising, and how they connect to businesses will continue to power that forward. Tomorrow's United Ad Workers celebration, the 99, is at the Milwaukee Public Museum. We look forward to seeing who takes away the big prize. And Adam, all the best with your continued work. We'll, uh, we'll stay tuned and we'll have you both back to continue to uh, talk about all the wonderful things in the marketing and advertising and art space in the state of Wisconsin. On tomorrow's show, Fast Forward Wisconsin, the future of almost everything with Martin Moore and Steve Glenn. 